and welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Sensitivity is Your Superpower. How to harness your gifts, fulfill your purpose, and create a life of joy. And if you're new to my community, would love for you to hit the subscribe button if you're seeing this video on YouTube or wherever you are seeing this. And also, I have a free gift for you. It's the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. And you can get that at sensitivesoulguide.com. And would love for you to also join my light medicine community. It's absolutely free to join. So we'll put all those links below here so you know where to get them. Now today I'm super excited because we have the Earth Star here with us. And I got to tell you, my staff, you know, Tasha in particular, she says, oh my gosh, you have to check out this, this, this lady. She's amazing. I think you two would get along great. You know? <laughs> so it was so funny. And I'm reading, you know, this beautiful website and, and this beautiful woman. And I was like, wow, I'm really feeling this, this resonance. And I'm like, I'm really hoping she'll say yes right? <laughs> to coming on. So we are so pleased to have Z here. Let me tell you a little mm. bit about her. So um, the Earth Star Academy was founded by Z Earth Star to support star seeds, indigos, dreamweavers, and light workers on a mission to spread love throughout humanity. Yes, I know it sounds like our community. Absolutely, <laughs> she's definitely in resonance with our community. So she's holding, uh, or she is a descendant of the Taoist Emerald Dragon family, initiated by Holy Mother Sophia, and holds the wisdom of the Emerald Dragon scrolls. We'll talk more about that today. Serving as an oracle for living creation, she guides with compassion and empathy working alongside angelic galactic support teams and ascended Taoist ancestors. Through prayer, oracle transmission, singing, writing, and energy work, she helps humanity reclaim its infinite creativity and heal the multidimensional light body and creation sexuality. ESA, the Earth Star Academy, offers teaching and uh, on accessing higher consciousness, unity with God, self-healing, and leading a miracle-filled life of divine purpose. Today, we're definitely going to go into hmm, star seeds. How can we get some help and support as a star seed? What's this with dragons? <laughs> and maybe how do we work on a light body and DNA? All this really great stuff. So, see, thank you so much for being here. We are so thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm equally as thrilled to be here. I know we were coordinating for a while and the excitement just kept building. And so this is just going to be a great conversation. Uh, oh, that's great. Fantastic. Well, tell us about yourself. I mean, I, coming from an Asian family, um, let's just say that the kind of weird woo-woo stuff that I do now just is like... Whew, you know, with the rest of my family, they have no, they just have no idea and they actually don't care <laughs> what I'm actually doing. <laughs> as long as I can survive and make money, they have no idea why I'm doing what I'm doing. So they'd rather me be a medical doctor. So share, <laughs> share with us your experience. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I was born in China um, in 1994 and I lived there for nine years, um, three hours north of North Korea. And so you can imagine, very dreary, very uncreative. It was, I think, very important for my soul to be born there just to get the context of the kind of density that exists um, on this earth. I started remembering a lot of different experiences with like astro-military presence and beings that are looking out, scouting. I'm sure many have heard about these psychic children that are being trained by the military in China. So there's a lot of that weirdness that goes on, not to mention like the slavery camps and things like that. So grew up all up in that energy, wow. um, moved to Canada in 2003 when I was nine. 
and uh, grew up really normal. Um, went to school, studied piano, was a classical Oh, yes. pianist. All of us have. Yes, <laughs> me too. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, um, going to school made me just forget all of the super magical kind of experiences and abilities that I had when I was a kid until I was 18. Um, this voice just came into my ear one day and was like, where are you from? And I was like, I don't know, China. And it was like, Andromeda. And I was like, Andromeda. Like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you know? So I went Wow. home and I, I Googled beings from Andromeda. And then funny enough, that's when I found all the starseed information on the internet. And at first I was like, wait, there are people in this world that think that they're aliens. But then the more articles that I read, the more I started making sense. You know, it's like you're always so sensitive. You know what people are thinking. You want to help people. You know, you believe in the goodness um, on Earth, you know. And I was like, you know what? Now that I think about it, I am kind of an alien like that, you know. And so um, Yeah, so that was my first real job. And then I dropped out of high school, actually, because, Really? 
yes, I had a really hard time in high school. I had some really deep troubles at home. I ended up having this eating disorder slash depression. I almost killed myself when I was 16. Wow. And so I moved out actually when I was 16, 17. And then by the time it was like the end of high school, I was just like, screw it. Like, I don't need this, you know? So Wow. That is so out. un-Asian of you. I know. I became like the, because <laughs> I'm like first generation immigrant, right? Like I came here when I was nine. So I became like, the 1% of Asian immigrants that don't go to universities. I was yeah. like, well, at least the 1% is something. Wow, that's amazing. That, I mean, that that shows you just how strong a personality you are because there was no way I was not going to, you know, ace everything and not go to university. Like, I just followed the system. Talk about matrix. I did everything I was told. So I'm just so impressed. <laughs> Right. I mean, perspectives, because my parents did not look at it like that. But <laughs> well, no, of course. No, I, I don't know how you did it, because I think my parental approval, you know, thing was so big that there was no way I was even going to entertain it. But you actually did it. So I, I don't know how I you mean, did I got that. really lucky with my mom, because so I don't know, for those of you that know human design, I'm a manifester. Mm -hmm. And we all know that manifester children are especially difficult because they come out of the womb just like wanting to do their own thing. You know what I mean? Um, and for like an Asian, traditional Asian parents, that's like very rough. And my parents, you know, they were immigrants. And then we moved to this small town where we were like the only Asian family in like the yep. town. And so it was very isolating for my mother. Um, and she, after ha she had my brother, she just had really bad postpartum depression. And obviously, like, I just understand and hold so much compassion for her at that time. But, you know, I was in my teens. And so that wasn't really great for me. And so we just constantly butted heads. And then I, I just started like doing all the things that white people kids did. <laughs> like going to parties and drinking alcohol and like staying out till 3 a.m. Okay, and that imagine, my like, right. And she just she didn't know what to do. And I, I mean, again, like we were both just dealing with the world in our own way with the capacity yeah. that we had but then one night she was just like so freaked out she started packing all my stuff in garbage bags and I don't think she meant it you know she didn't mean to kick me out she was just oh mad she was trying to like scare me oh and I was just like oh my god I'm free and it just took all my stuff and like moved to a different city <laughs> like wait, wait 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 did you have friends like like how did you even like yeah, I mean, I, I, I it worked out because that summer I already had this um, like volunteer thing set up at the mental health oh. institute. And so I was going to be like going there anyway. And then I just, you know, I got a job at a bar at a, at a Mexican <laughs> food restaurant next to, next to a strip club. It was great, great earth, earth education. You know, That's I just hilarious. got plummeted right into the earth and I was like, here I am. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was way overprotected. So I was like, I would have been like deer in the headlights in that situation. So it's amazing. You could do that. Wow. wow. Did your mom get really like hurt that you did that? Oh, you know, I think she, I think she knew. I honestly think that my parents, you know, they raised me. Right. So I think I've always been very like fearless. I have like what I want to do and I'm not like scared to go after things. 
Okay. And so I think even though they were worried about me, like I think there was a part of them that always just knew that I'm different and they didn't know how to deal with it. So it was better that we weren't in the same space, you know? Uh, okay. Well, that that's good. That's good. And by the way, my, my mother went through many, many years of depression as well. Yeah, so I, it's I felt rough. Like Immigration, you know, it's, it's like mm -hmm. going to a whole different realm, you know, didn't yeah. speak the language and all that stuff. It's so rough. Well, my, my parents were of teachers, so they were very well educated in Hong Kong and mm -hmm. they both spoke English very well. So our, our transition in Canada was relatively easy because they had a lot of friends already here. We just didn't have any money, oh. 20, 20 bucks. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but it was still a very, uh, you know, uh, somewhat overprotective place because they wanted perfection. Uh, right. We I did get a lot of that, you know, if it's a 94%, like where's the other six? Where's the other six percent? <laughs> That's like the only way they know how to be. And those of you that are watching like funny YouTube comedy videos about Asian moms, like it's rarely ever actually um, extraordinary. Like all, all Asian parents are actually like that. Oh, so, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, my, yeah it's, it's actually pretty funny. But I am um, happy to report that I have just this amazing relationship with my parents now. Like my oh, dad, but they both come to my events. They come to my wow. meditations. My dad is like, you know, thanking me to help, helping him, like, heal his soul. He's like, oh, I need to, like, cleanse my soul, you know. He's, like, coming to these things. And so oh, that makes me they've really cry. just, so you know, yeah, grown so much. Oh, that's great. Yeah, well, d definitely different from my family. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is, is they were very, um, um, during the whole COVID thing, I had certain opinions that were not popular in Canada. Uh, and, and definitely not popular with them. So all of a sudden I went from, you know, white knight to like black sheep, like almost overnight. Um, and the funny thing is, is I, and, and everything I said, they didn't want to look at or whatever. So, um, no. so one day I decided I was going to sing. Uh, I, I had this, I'd lost my voice for several weeks over the summer and I love to sing. My mom loves to sing. That's how we used to connect. So I just recorded something like singing, like just, you know, I was trying out a new funny mic or something. So I recorded this thing. Oh, that got their attention. That was so funny. So uh, my mom said, oh, can I share it with my friends? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So she shared it with her friends and my dad, like the one, like, like not saying anything positive for me for three years, right? <laughs> was all like, oh, you're so talented. I'm so proud of you. Okay, <laughs> well, who are you and what did you do with my parents yeah 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 so funny like doesn't matter about all the you know number one best-selling books yeah. or how many people i help or peel or you know whatever it's like you're singing really well i'm so proud of you i'm like okay whatever works okay. <laughs> okay well let's let's dive into some of the stuff so you were talking about you know how you you know first kind of got awakened so all of this, so tell us about this lineage um, that I, I mean, to be honest, I never really heard about that, um, you know, the dragon lineage and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, so this stuff really started coming through when I first got pregnant with my daughter, which happened in 2019. And the summer, this angel came to me and she had three pairs of wings. And she was like, stop doing your Taoist contraception practices because I'm trying to come in. And it's time for me to incarnate. Wow. And she opens her hand and this flame comes out. And she's like, I'm coming in to teach you how to materialize things from thin air. I was like, well, I can't really say no to that. You know, right. <laughs> at the time, I was like living in my car, like making 500 bucks a month, you know, just doing grid work, being guided everywhere. I mean, I always was taken care of. So I wasn't in a period of time in my life where I really needed more. Um, 
but I definitely wasn't in a place to have a baby. But this being was very adamant. And at the time I had this piece of land that was actually is another amazing story of how I got guided there. Basically, this Andromedan man that was incarnated on Earth left it for me before he died. And so I went to this property. There was already this RV that was there. My boyfriend at the time moved into the RV and within a month I was pregnant with her. And did then you warn him? I did. I Okay. did. Actually, I, I mean, he was, I did, but we, neither of us expected it to happen like so fast. You know, she was, she was, she meant it. She was like, I'm coming in. So that whole time I was just like full on telepathy with this soul. She was so beautiful and she just was sharing all this beautiful knowledge about the womb and like the human light body and the meridians and how the meridians are built to be this um, pathway for our soul to be incarnate into our physical body. It's like this passageway for energy flow between realms and how the womb of a woman, it is actually like this stargate between realms and is the center of her wisdom and her own soul's essence to come into her life. And this is why there's been so much trauma in the world to hide this knowledge from women to steal this power from her essentially and to just force all women to give birth to this reality that they didn't really agree with because subconsciously they don't know how to exert that um, sovereign creationship over their own life because this knowledge was taken away and so while I was pregnant you know she was sharing she was showing me how this is connected to these ancient um, dragon families that were given these dragon scrolls that essentially held the knowledge that Chinese medicine is based on. So, so much of, you know, Chinese medicine and the Taoist philosophies have to do with souls and etern the eternal essence of souls and the incarnation of souls and how, like, there's this cosmic and earthly reflection and the fractal uni universality of reality. And so how a lot of those teachings are founded in you know, modern um, teachings like Chinese medicine, but so much of the original depth of the teachings have been lost through the mm -hmm. fall of consciousness mm -hmm. and extending into, um, you know, there's there are books written about this ancient female temple called the White Tigress Society. And it talks about this group of women who are basically practicing enlightened sexuality. But even those teachings are very distorted at this point because they talk about how all women are a reflection of infinite creation. And so they should be able to have as many partners as they want. And, you know, if you have sex with so many men, you can be eternally youthful, right? It's like this very distorted way of perceiving that. But it's not for any reason besides the fact that we went through this massive fall on Earth. Okay. And so there were these original dragon teachings of life which is the human energy system and how human humans interact with the earth energy systems and so the ley lines and how that reflects in the human meridian system and how it's really one body of knowledge of how the cosmic materializes into the physical, right? And so this is actually what is the basis of the Christic teachings as well of Christ, of spirit coming into matter. So these are all different lineages of dragon teachings and the dragons are essentially these guardians of creational knowledge. And so my lineage held these teachings and began to teach and disseminate these original teachings of medicine, Chinese traditional Chinese medicine, and this knowledge of the Earth's energy and the human energy systems.
Um, and this is what my baby was <laughs> discoursing to me. I would wake up at three in the morning. I, I woke up one day at three in the morning and she was channeling this entire nine week course. Um, I was like <laughs> writing it all down. Wow. And then we opened Healing the Womb um, 2020. Mm. 75 women joined. And at this time, I was living wow. in an RV, right? I didn't have a business really. So it was kind of like she like initiated my whole situation. And then. Um, <laughs> Did you say 75 yeah, women? 75 women wow. came on. I, again, I, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't. But she was like, that was my initiation into like creating from the womb. Like she was teaching me how to embody it while she was doing it through my body wow. while we were teaching these women. Right. And so then she was born um, in the Pleiades Gateway 2020 um, in May. And she actually only stayed for nine days. And then she had this crazy death initiation that I was not ready for oh, but it was you know she literally birthed my light body back to source and this was like a very crucial part I guess of my ascension journey because now I'm this is how I'm able to like facilitate such massive amounts of energy through my mm. body now through that experience um, and also just transcending death you know it's like the birth and death is our very dragon teachings as well because it's like understanding the interdimensionality of human life and how these bodies how we exist beyond these bodies but how these right. bodies how wow. we come in and how we go out of the body basically that sounds really intense it was it was crazy because I was just I, I mean this was like my soul's best friend right like it wasn't yeah. just like it's enough to like lose a baby but more than anything like I was literally hanging out with her every single day I had this telepathic relationship with her and I felt like she was like the one person that understood me on the whole planet. Wow. And so it was like, I like lost my best friend. And part of this initiation was like meeting death face on. So part of it was like, I had to like fight for her body to get her back from the weird hospital system, you know, because oh, usually okay. they just send the body right to the... <laughs> Um, whatever they're called and they like you know do the funeral for you the funeral home so we were like skittish around death we don't want to do it ourselves but then divine mother was saying like this being this is your body like you your body created this and your body has to give it back to the earth and mm -hmm. so you know luckily we lived in New Mexico so we lived on reservation land we were able to get all the paperwork that we needed to get her body back which is ridiculous that you yeah, have so crazy yeah you like it that? was just the whole thing that was like its own whole thing but then you know going through the process of really like working with her body and like creating the altar in the earth like mm -hmm. all of this like created this we were building a stargate essentially mm -hmm. um and then my soul went through basically the worst dark night of the soul imaginable for the yeah. following while but then soon after that you know the earth star academy was birthed because my light body I needed to get like the light body activation to be able to hold the field that was needed to sustain these teachings essentially and to bring through the frequencies. Um, and it, it just, it's just taken a life of its own. And I'm happy to report that she did come back. She told me she was going to come back and she did come back. So um, at one day she came and she was like, Oh mom, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And then three days later, her father reached out to me. <laughs> over email and so I talked to this man and oh my gosh just like love at first sight right I gave him a session we were on the phone for like four hours and like our whole life was just like clicking wow. in together
and um, we just had like the same um, map for our life and started receiving like so much experiences and knowledge about divine union and hieros gamos and like this light body technology that is like the sacred unions here on earth that are holding this field for god's plan to unfold and we met in person in june of 2021 and i was pregnant a month later so, um <laughs> wow she, i mean she just doesn't waste any time you know she tells me she's and did coming you warn in him and then, yeah did you warn him <laughs> Pardon? That was happening. Did you warn him that that was happening? You know, he actually, it's so funny. I, I don't know if he's going to be happy with me sharing this, but when we met, we were guided to do a lot of quantum hypnosis work together. So he would put me under hypnosis and then we would fly around the universe, like getting downloads and reading wow. different um, codes and stuff. It was so much fun. And one day during one of our journeys, he got this download that he was going to give me a son. And this is like, we literally had just met. So he was like, oh my God, like, I'm not telling her that. There's no way that I'm telling her that. And so it was so funny that eventually he did tell me. Um, but anyway, I, I did. Um, it was the same thing when I was pregnant with her again. She um, downloaded me this whole new course about similar things, but multidimensional sexual healing this time, you know, about like, weird planetary negative alien implants and the patriarchal inversions and you know the curse curses that are in you know around childbirth the curse of eve right and all this like weird female exile divine pain that mm -hmm. we wow, experienced that intense too it was so so much and, and going to like societal sexual trauma like a lot of people don't think that they have been through sexual trauma because they haven't been like molested or touched by a physical person but it's like just growing up in this world you know being in just being infected with a distorted understanding of what sex even is it's like being raised around Chinese parents that are feel feel so much shame around it it's like mm -hmm. that's sexual trauma like that is right. this level of trauma is like unless we can talk about this layer it can't we can't get to it because we don't even realize right. that we think it's just normal it's just every exactly. day exactly yeah 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 and wow. so this time 450 women came in the class and um i did a survey at the end of the course and 80 percent of the women that responded to the survey had a direct experience with kara whether she showed up in their meditations or in their dreams or they felt her presence when they were wow. doing their healings like it was just it was outrageous and incredible um and so yeah now um i'm pregnant again i'm about four months pregnant and this time it's this incredible little boy and he's coming in the year of the emerald dragon and he's really the one that's like bringing it all together of showing me how these teachings are literally coming from our ancient ancient ancestors who got their teachings from the original dragons so there's this like you know, we sometimes think, oh, there's our angelic family and the starseed stuff right. and this so quantum and cosmic. And then there's like our earth ancestors, like two separate things. But I'm seeing how it literally loops back in the beginning of time when these cosmic beings seeded these lineages with mm -hmm. this cosmic teachings that then went through the fall. And now we're coming to like rebuild the temples, essentially. And so um, we're starting, we're opening another course for women together and this time he's all about like the inner king and like embodying our confidence and like 
also wealth, you know, it's like working with money because that is such like a, a, a grounded essence and element of power that oftentimes disempower light workers, right? It's like one yes, aspect of our life that is very disempowering. It's like, well, what if all the light workers and the angels had hundreds of millions of dollars in their bank account? Like, what would the world look like? What would they be doing? You know, and people are like, oh, like, I don't need money. I don't want money. I'll say like, he's like, they're lying. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. if aliens came and wanted to fill their bank accounts, like they would not say no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Um, that's kind of what we're <laughs> right. Well, on and now. then and then knowing more about like the whole matrix system and the the ails of the money system, like the right. e economic system. You know, it, it can be really a big downer. Yeah. You know, for people that are already light workers, right? They already shun money because they're told that they're not valuable on some. Like it's okay that you know this basketball player get however many tens of millions of dollars. But even now, <clears throat> when we do Facebook ads, there will be one or two, you know, people who will comment. It's like, oh, you're just in it for the money. And I'm thinking, right. okay, I'm charging $17. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. Because of the inversion. And like, those are the yeah. same people that will buy like a thousand dollar shirt, you know, it's just like, and Maybe, that's part yeah. of the societal rape, you know, it's like our sense of what is valuable. Like, right. it, you know, well, healers like, should do it for free. He, he, you know, you, right. you're son or daughter of God, you should do it for free. Right. But that's why all these healers are so, so sick. Right. Because they can't take care of themselves. Yeah. And it's like, well, what about the healing centers that God is wanting us to create? Like, mm -hmm. what about the children that God is asking us to rescue? Like, what about all the orphanages that we need to create? What about like the wilderness areas that need to be protected? You know, right. how can right. we actually exert any power in this physical world if we're refusing to understand that every single piece of matter on this earth is here to serve God, including the computers, including AI? I know this is like an unpopular opinion. There's, mm -hmm. There can be evil people using all of these things, but as long as you know who you're serving, the core of your being, yes. every single thing here is dying to work with you so it can serve God. And, you know, that's just like that. the next level that we are stepping into. Uh, yeah, that's great. I sometimes don't get, I get funny looks when I, because <laughs> I love technology. Right. Yeah. So, well, everything that's manifest is coming from the same source. Yeah. So it's just, it's all about intention and how you want to, Use it. So I do, you know, anyway, uh, we can get into that AI discussion. Um, so how does one know, like, if they are a starseed? Like, you know, uh, like, as you work with a lot of people who identify as starseeds. Yeah, for us, we have a really simple definition. And is that if you have a spark of love for God in your heart, and that spark drives you to want to be of service to humanity or the earth or life or something that is sacred to you you're a star seed because star is just star means a seed of cosmic consciousness, original source consciousness. And so you can actually be, I've seen people that are past, have past lives as a tree. They were a cloud. They were in an undimensionalized reality. You know, they, they don't like necessarily Strange. come from other star systems, but they are mm -hmm. still technically star seeds because they have a, a spark of original mm -hmm. creation consciousness inside of their heart. And that's what, pulls them to live life in a certain way to be of service. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that's That's really neat. Um, do you find the, with the people that you've worked with, are there any patterns or things of, we talked a little bit about kind of like the negative money patterns or the negative wealth patterns among light workers. Are there any health related things that you've noticed um, in your 
community that Yeah, are patterns so the for people that I work with are such like, you know, wide variety, you know, they come from all over the place, some are in their 20s, some are in our 70s. And so I think every almost cluster of starseeds go through their own different um, experiences. But I think adjusting to earth life is pretty <laughs> across the board situation. You know, a lot of starseeds, they're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Earth is a ghetto. Like, I want to leave. And I think that, Yes. you know, or like, or I don't know my mission. That's a big one. Like, what Yes, the heck is it my mission? is. You know? Um, so, yeah, things like that. But Yeah. definitely, because I think health problems are very interesting. Like, I'm very into the body being an oracle. So um, there's this amazing show called His Dark Materials or The Golden Compass. Um, Yes, and I there, saw that. there's this like device that's made of like cosmic dust and you can ask it questions and it connects to the universal dust and it like reforms itself into an answer. And I feel like our body is that. Our body is like made of cosmic dust and like it literally has access to all information because of the water and the plasma and our body. I'm just a total body Yep. nerd. I think that's probably where we can Oh, like really yeah, relate you and I get to along each just other. fine. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I'm just like such a huge fan of how God created these bodies. Like it's just incredible. It's carrying such immense intelligence. And the body is, you know, until we can consciously take up some of these missions, like moving through karma, healing interdimensional distortions and wounding, until we can consciously take that responsibility off the body, our body is literally trying to do those things, right? And so it's going to do it through these ways that we perceive as disease, but really it's just the body's way of A, communicating and B, performing or facilitating the alchemical process that your soul and your consciousness is meant to be doing. Mm, And so as soon I love as the people, way you said that. yeah, and we're like, I say it's like the body's way of making the unconscious conscious. Yes. And so as soon as the mind and the consciousness can step into the guardianship role and the conscious role and the mother-father role um, of taking care of those things, those agreements, those soul missions of healing and restructuring of the lineage and, and cosmic energies, then the body will be relieved of its need to continue to have to hold or facilitate it through the disease. And that's when you'll see like miracles, right? Like I'm sure you've seen that in your personal practice as well, that as soon as like the light comes on, the body is like almost like sometimes can instantaneously just release certain things like tumors or diseases and things like that. So. Yeah, it is really interesting. And I think, um, thank you for saying it that way. I was very eloquent. I, as a medical doctor um, and having, you know, that medical knowledge, right. But also that light being starseed and other kinds of experiences. Uh, the difficulty has been that sometimes people go, well, you're a light worker. Why are you not perfectly healthy in all ways? Like, why, why do you have a knee pain? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And then it's hard for me to explain, like, sometimes when I tune in and go, well, what's this about? Like literally, and this is, I'll, I'll tell you this story that one time I woke up, my knee was swollen. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? So I tuned into source and it's like, um, you are mother Gaia right now. Yeah. It's like, all right. And And North Korea needs your help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so my right Oh my knee God, was North North Korea. Korea. Like something was going to explode or something. I mean, it sounds dramatic, but I was like, okay, well, it's usually not dramatic when we do the healing. I did the healing and then my knee pain just completely swelling and it just went away, you know? And so every time that there's something in my body that feels uh, out of alignment or out of balance or something like that, now I've learned personally, like, sorry, 
not to personalize it necessarily to go, okay, what's going on? Whose stuff is it? Is there a message or something I need to do? And oftentimes 99.9% of the time, if I do the healing work on the quote unquote other, I know we're all one, but on the other, right? My symptoms go away. And people are like, oh, you don't have good boundaries. I'm like, I tested my boundaries. No, I was just coded to be like a fractal fractal being because you know that's the thing with starseeds and we were talking about multi-dimensionality is like really we look at the layers of our aura the earth is like if you zoom out enough you are the earth you're one with the earth mm. it's just like a cell on the earth you know you can yeah. zoom out further than that and this is an essential piece of grid work you know how you are able to heal even other planets and exploded planets and other star systems and a lot of the times it is our body that is able to communicate those things yes. to us. So that's a great example. So I'm not crazy. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's define a couple of things for, especially for some of the new folks to my community that may not know some of the things that you talked about earlier. Um, we talked about the, the light body. So can you explain in more detail what you mean by the light body? Yeah, so I think instead of the body being like a purely physical thing, it's like internestled fields of energy. And so you can feel where your emotions are. You can feel the layers. Like I break it down into like the somatic, the physical, and then the emotional, and then the etheric layer and the astral layer. Um, and these are just, you know, things that I've kind of felt into myself. And then, you know, you have these layers of your energy body that goes out. Um, so I kind of use the word aura inter um interusably <laughs> as the word light body or energy body it's kind of all ah, okay. same, the same thing to me um because the aura it is a field of energy that penetrates into the body as well um and so when you begin to meditate you will feel that you have these different layers of energy bodies and they all carry different relationships so the base somatic layer is going to carry more of the cellular processes, um, which is like energy that you can tap into and also intelligence that you can tap into. And then I felt like the organs will often be their own beings, right? They have their own energy and they have their own almost characteristics and their own spirit and represent their own um, islands of information inside of the body as well. And of course, like the water is like another field. So there's so many, there's like almost infinite ways that you can break it down, which is when people are like, oh, there's 12 chakras. No, there's seven chakras. No, there's 30 chakras. And you're wrong. And I'm right. And it's like, no, like you have all of those. They're all right. You know, it's just like a different yes. angle of looking at yourself. Yeah, that's exactly what it was funny because I was tuning a source one time and I was like, okay, well, this, this lady, the water code book, you know, says that these are the 13 chakras. And then my, you know, mentor Marcus Bird, who is connected to a high vibrational being that he channels, they taught the Egyptians and they taught. 13 chakras but a different set of thir like 13 right. chakras and <laughs> yeah. and and the, the interesting thing is their pathways are spiral and the meridians mm -hmm. of chinese medicine i know it's been distorted but are tend to be straight and mm -hmm. so what he was explaining is the spiral pathways if they in the intersection points if you connected all of the points it's actually straight so the chinese were doing the efficient thing like going well they're spiral <laughs> but you know Classic. we're just going to connect all the points <laughs> Right. I was like, you know, I believe that. So then I was asking, well, which of the 13 chakras is correct? And I got both. Yes. yes. You know, yeah. uh, so I thought that was really interesting. Now, some people now this is funny. You probably heard it before, uh, but people have been you know, saying, OK, so when we elevate our vibration. If we do go to 5D, will the rest of society disappear and not be able to see us? OK, so what's your perspective <laughs> of that? I love that. So, I mean, there's so many different narratives 
um, it's really a minefield out there in like the new age community. We have to realize that, you know, the CIA has been trying to derail our mission for like a hundred years. Like as, as soon as we started incarnating, they were like, oh my God, like we have to take over. And then they started creating all sorts of cults and really damaging belief systems, right? Like, oh, we have to be positive all the time. And like uh, yeah. our chakras are going to disappear. And like the aliens are going to appear and oh, take us out. You have to take out planet. your chakras. There you go. <laughs> right and it's yeah. okay like um i think that if like if i came down here to this planet just so that i can like leave it doesn't make any sense like i'm here to support humanity like i'm here until this planet like by the time i'm done with this planet and i speak for all of us by the time like our soul family and like the people of god the people of creation are done with this world it's gonna be heaven gonna be heaven on earth and what that looks like is like all beings are free no children are being harmed everyone is living to their you know soul's highest joy like that's it right that's that's what i'm here for that's what i'm committed to and like when i'm like grounded in that awareness i'm too focused on what i'm supposed to be doing to like entertain these like funny ideas (laughs) about things and you'll realize that it's trying to pull us out like pull us Mm. out of our knowing and our purpose and our passion you know our creativity the other thing that i'm here for is just like creating in as many different possible ways as i can because you know we have computers we have pianos we have harps we have paint we have so many different ways that we can literally like co-create and i feel like it's pivotal like on earth at least for the last tens of thousands of years like this is a creative peak that we're seeing but even in the universe like that's why the starseeds were so excited to come here right it's like starts like oh i want to go home like no we we were so excited to come here you don't understand you just don't remember but like as soon as you realize what this world really is and what is really here for you and and this is the thing it's like i feel like one of my primary roles is to help humanity remember what life is Mm. um because that's why like as a 16 year old i tried to kill myself and then i was in the hospital and then they try to feed me frozen pizza and jello and a bunch of drugs. And I was like, I have an eating disorder. Shouldn't she be like teaching me how to feed myself? And then this 80 year old, this 80 year old psychiatrist was like, you know what? Like eating disorders are lifelong. Like you're going to have to cope with this. Like you're going to need to like take these drugs. And I was I like, apologize on behalf of my profession. <laughs> It was so, it was, it was an amazing experience because it was like my first awakening, right? I was like, okay, I got two options here. I can either keep doing what I'm doing and die (laughs) or I can figure out like what being alive really is because what kind of world do we have if like teenagers are trying to kill themselves, Mm. you know? Like that's when a child should be like so excited to explore the world and be so excited to just be alive. Yeah. And just realize that there's something so horribly wrong. It wasn't my fault that I was feeling that way. It was just the world was set up in a way that me as like a, a creative spiritual individual, that was how it made me feel unconsciously. And it set me off on this journey to really understand what life is. And I just started asking the universe and asking God, like, what what is being alive supposed to feel like? And I just continuously got guided into these amazing experiences, like playing in the river. There's there's no better thing on earth than playing on a river. You know what I mean? Like ice cold water. You just like, there's, there's nothing better. Like I came down here just for that. <laughs> waterfalls. I'm a waterfall yes. person. So. <laughs> I just, Love waterfalls. you know, and 
And just earlier today, like I, I knew that this message was going to come through because I was just walking back to the house and I was feeling so good. Like life force coming through my body. I could feel like all of my body, you know, I could feel my feet and I felt my legs. I felt my vulva, like all part of me. And I almost felt like a psychedelic experience. And I was like, this is just what being alive is supposed to feel like. We're supposed to just be like aroused by life. We're turned on. We're online. You know, we have life force coursing through our body. And that's really like a dragon thing too. Cause the dragons is like the energy body, right? Having the energy flow unimpeded through our body and really mm -hmm. being united that energy that flows through us is the same energy that flows through everything and when we're in in union in that state of almost ecstatic aliveness you know we start to see the world in a different way like we start to see the beauty in the rocks and the plants and the flowers and the animals and it's like oh my gosh i get to be alive on earth like i just start crying at that point yeah. you know and it's like it's so sad that so many people just wake up in the morning and just don't feel that that's just the most devastating thing to me ever. And I feel like that's really like what triggered me onto my awakening journey was like seeing how miserable people were and now experiencing like what is possible and what is our birthright? Like this is how we're meant to live. You know, this is our natural state of being. And so it's like, I, I just want everyone, every human being on earth to remember so we can stop killing everything and just like enjoy being here together, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, that is so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Now, do you have any um, intuitive hits or thoughts about our DNA changing? I know a lot of people talking about, you know, our um, the DNA shifting, changing to a crystalline form. Like what practically, what does that mean? What does yeah, that entail? It's a great question. I think that um, I was just thinking about this the other day, actually. It's very interesting. Like I, I have a brain that's able to hold different perspectives simultaneously. So I was just thinking about how like um, we have Silicon Valley, right? And it's like taking all the silicon is making all this technology and is like creating AI and stuff. And then it's interesting because people are saying that we're shifting from carbon to silica. And I was like, is that like a um, like a, a, a psyop? To like <laughs> unconsciously make like makes light workers think that we're gonna end up in like a cyborg civilization where we're like unified with technology. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Okay, I just, I'm not a scientist, so I can't tell you. And I think like unless you're a genetic scientist, we shouldn't just like hop on board with these things that just are like spewed around. Do I believe that our DNA is changing? Absolutely. I think there's been so many scientists like Dr. Joe Dispenza that's even like documenting it in his events scientifically seeing DNA change and come online. And so, you know, I really feel like we don't, well, actually, you know, my Andromedan self is actually a geneticist, a light field geneticist. And so our understanding of genetics here on earth is very limited. Genetics is so much more than just the expression of our physicality. It's also information. It's also timelines. It's also soul decisions and choices. It's also so mm -hmm. many things. And so I think that we're just, beginning to realize the divine design of our being and how our DNA will take us all the way back to remembering like our source and who, how, how we were created and why we're created. And I feel like there's a lot of teachings up there that like teach you like specific breath work. Like if you just breathe into your 37th strand, then you'll like awaken. And I feel, I can feel like there's a lot of like new age Luciferianism going on. Mm, <laughs> Just my opinion. 
Luciferianism is essentially like seducing people with knowledge and information. And, you know, they'll like spew all these terms at you, but like, you're like, okay, like, where is the feeling of God? Like, where is just like the joy, right? Where is just like the peace and the friendliness? And I I really feel like we don't really have to know all of that. Like, if we just attune to our natural presence, our DNA and ourself is going to naturally express itself, right? And like, we're already divine. We're already full of life. We're already, you know, designed mm-hmm. to be these beings that can access this precious cosmic divine intelligence. And when we really start to resonate in that frequency, it's going to begin to turn on our DNA and then we're going to feel more of that frequency and then it's going to kind of self spiral in that direction you know yeah you don't have to think so much about it mentally yeah thank you not so a much mental process exactly <laughs> yeah I actually really really resonate with that because I you know I've had some questions over the years about okay so does your method turn on the such and such DNA or the x strand or they whatever. really don't actually know what they're talking about <laughs> and it just and, like the other really thing is like, like they think they do but then it traps their brain and so they think like it, it's a it's like a spiritual trap yeah, 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 yeah. So those, and it keeps flexing and changing, the and the whole resonance piece, um, does. And and I, we can't, you know, end this without me, um, asking you about water. <laughs> so um, I'm so uh, water's been interesting. Uh, I, after I started, um, I launched on a telesummit, ended up with a lot of like a lot, a lot of one-on-one healing, you know, sessions from this telesummit. This is back in 2016, I gained 25 pounds. And um, all my clothes didn't fit me. And I was literally like the Michelin man. Like I was like literally going to rip like the Hulk, the seams off my, my winter coat. And I thought, okay. So I I talked to my massage therapist. I said, okay, so I'm kind of fat. And they're like, you know, you don't, you're not fat exactly. It's just like you're puffy. Right. So finally I was like asking source, okay, what up, what is going on? And I got long story short that it was water and it was easy water exclusion zone water, which I didn't know too much about, but there was a book fourth phase of water. I was guided to read. So I read that and it was like, ding, 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 all these things. Right. But I still didn't get like, you know, what was going on. And then um, it was something to do with like source codes or light coming in through the crown and having to um, interpret or or the water was there to hold it. It's, for lack of a better word. And uh, once it would process and I, you know, the water could, could go. So it was a very long time to try to figure this out. Uh, all sorts of things happened. Templates happened where my Lemurian seven foot tall, 240 pound self wanted to come into this body. So I, I wasn't going to grow any taller. So I just went this way. But I swapped that template back, you know, to the human one, or at least made that one dominant. And then it was like in two days, there was a big shift. And since then, you know, I've been getting kind of slimmer and slimmer again. Our body's amazing. Isn't it? They are amazing. And and now that, you know, after reading the water code book, realizing, oh my gosh, they're a being. I never really treated them that way. So now I'm like, okay. So I'm treating water as a as a being that's more dimensional than it is physical. So it's fascinating. So tell tell us, you know, your your thoughts about water and your experience i love water i almost swore because i'm so excited um i was actually just playing in this little pond earlier um with my friend we were taking some photos and we had like all these flower petals i was like playing with the water it was like the best thing ever the water started um contacting me um i think a couple years ago and i really peeked into early this year because i was 
being called by the whales to go visit them in the Pacific Ocean in Mororea Island. But they started sharing these activations around water and the connection between water and plasma and plasma being a universal interconnected consciousness highway, which kind of looks like your background, actually, (laughs) the way that they have shown me. Like they say that even the scientists say that 99% of the universe is made of plasma, but they don't know what it is and they just don't, you know, but it seems to like if you took like this kind of x-ray image you could see that it connects everything like all the planets all the stars all the realms you could see this plasma interconnecting everything and to me when i saw kind of the the images it looked a lot like fascia in our body yep so the fascia fascia. (laughs) yeah the fascia is just like these this literally this gel this water network that connects every single thing every organ every layer every cell in our body and i realized that the water and the plasma are this, it's a way for consciousness to be aware of itself in its totality instantaneously. So your 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 bra- eyebrow hair can communicate with your toe instantaneously. <laughs> um, and your consciousness can also get information from any part of your body instantaneously because that information actually moves a lot faster than it does through the nervous system. Right. Um, and so this is how we're able to actually remote view and receive information from other star systems as well and other dimensionalities because our consciousness is really flowing through this fluid element that is conscious that is aware of itself Mm -hmm. so then i started getting this really weird awareness that i'm actually just water like i'm a bag of water i'm water having an experience as a human being and then that tree over there is water having experience as a tree. And then that sun is like water having experience as a sun. And then we're just like, oh, my God, everything's literally plasma. Like plasma is God. Plasma is the intelligence, is the superhighway, is like the architecture that is allowing God to be aware of itself. And so now and then I started saying the plasma in me sees the plasma in you because <laughs> we're literally all just water. Because the thing is, okay, this is the weird thing, is that the water in my body, right? is literally aware of the water in your body because they're one. There's only one right. water being. Water True. is just the one water entity on the planet, yes. which is one with the plasma in the, in space. And so really it's all just one thing. Literally just like yeah. one being. <laughs> it just blows my mind. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's literally just all one being. Like we are literally one being having all these different experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that reminds me of this funny weird uh, thing somebody was sharing with me. I think Michael Thielinger was talking about it on some TEDx talk about how NASA has been, you know, dropping these hints that, you know, the the outer space is actually water, you know, the, this astronaut almost drowned, you know, it's not actually empty space. And I thought, what? You know, um, just weird stuff. Uh, but it's it's so true. You know, the the what you were talking about, the fascia, right? Like when I was, um, quote unquote, channeling the Topican healing method, I would just ask, like, what's going on with this person? And I would just just keep documenting things that I didn't know half of what they meant. And literally, you know, on my little, you know, cheat sheet charts in here, it literally says in the dimensional box boxes, it says uh, multiverse fascia. I'm like, as a medical doctor, I'm like, well, I know what I mean, but 
I can't explain to anybody else, right? <laughs> like multiverse fascia, you know, it's like, what the heck is multiverse fascia? But then, you know, I've, uh, other teachers have explained it in different ways. And, and now it's like, of course, like my friend Marcus, my mentor talks about in his healer program, there's membranes and then there's strings. And I'm like, looks like fascia to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what it is. Like it traverses time and space and dimensions. So it's like this, like you said, multi-dimensionality of reality, what you call plasma, I call multiverse fascia, you know, water is that interface, you know, that that's there. And water obviously has communicated with you in a very deep way. And uh, through the water code book, you know, um, Rainy Marie Hiley says that, it, you know, wants to reveal its gifts to us, but you know, humanity as a whole isn't ready for the whole shebang yet. Right. But water is make. I, I noticed that water is making a huge ripple in the collective consciousness just this year and last year. Cause you know, Veda Austin, she started yes. coming out, she became very popular and then people just like are eating that up and then more and more people are coming out of the woodwork. So I feel like water has been busy going through this awakening. Yes. And the funny thing is, and I don't know, I, I think I did tell my, my community this, but it's almost weird to say it here. But um, there was one, one healing that I did, which was um, the dimensionality of water coming to the 3D. Like there was an assistance or I was the bridge or something. So, so that because it was ready to show more of itself here. But it wasn't like the physical water, right? That we're washing our hands. So I thought that was fascinating. I felt very honored to oh, <laughs> help birth that, that so much. which is very neat. Um, tell us about your Earth Star Academy. What do you have? If people want to follow you, like work with you, where do they go? How do they connect with you? Yeah, thank you so much. So I have a lot of free information available online. You can find me on YouTube at Earth Star Academy. I've got like hours and hours of workshops and webinars on there. You can find me on Instagram at earthstar.academy. I'm also building out a new page for women is at womb.temple. Mm. Um, and I'm primarily active, you know, on those platforms. And um, my academy is, you can, um, the website is earthstar.academy. It is basically a three-year program. I say I'm training the world's most competent healers, creators, and leaders. Um, because it is like a 500 module curriculum that goes through a lot of things. We talk about, you know, evolving our emotional maturity and really working with um, our emotional body and our ancestral body, like way before we even start doing any spiritual stuff. You know, I'm really here to assist people that maybe feel like they've gone through the spiritual reality and have learned all this spiritual stuff, but like still haven't stepped into their life purpose, like still don't know what they're fully doing. So we offer lucidity training and psychic training and, you know, mastery training and that we are realizing that our human self is just as if not even more important <laughs> to master here on this planet. You know, so many people want to activate our psychic abilities, which I do teach you to do in the intermediate level. We go into grid work and psychic surgery and implants and planetary grid work and all that stuff. But um, it's kind of useless if our human self can't function or like can't take responsibility or can't figure out human relationships, you know, can't figure out our shadow and things like that. Mm. And um, really talk about just what it means to be a simple man and a simple woman, you know, how sacred and divine it is just to be a sacred human being and not need to transcend that in any kind of way and recognize just how incredible it is to be ourself, um, you know. 
So it is a very multifaceted school. We have live calls and we do grid work and I also have um, courses for women to learn how to heal their sexual trauma and to reactivate their womb stargate. So I go into more, um, really like a different kind of work. Like I feel like the Earth Star Academy is like the work of my inner masculine. It's like very structured and I'm creating a pathway and eventually it's going to be a soul healing technology that will be developed to help humanity restore their system and bring their soul back into unity. Um, but with the womb healing work, you know, it's just different. <laughs> it's, it hits different for my soul in a way because it's deeper to me as a woman. I've gone through so much of my own healing as a, a woman that has gone through every single kind of sexual trauma imaginable. And um, to just like understand how much trauma women have gone through, you know, through the birthing process and like having organs taken and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. When women find out that they can rebuild their organs etherically, like they're just so happy and there's really there's no feeling like it to support women in coming home to our inner power so oh um, that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah. what's that uh, program called um well there's different ones but for that one you know, it's really um uh you can just find it at on instagram at womb.temple and the link is wombhealth.org because it's the the mother the divine mother's override for the who so instead of world health organization oh. <laughs> is a womb health organization, which is really the real world health organization, you know, because when all the wombs are healed, you know, you know, the world's going to be healed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That, that is really, really powerful. Well, there's uh, most of my uh, community members are older, like I am, you know, so they're, you know, late forties, fifties, sixties and beyond. And so our, our, you know, sexual, whatever you call it is, is different from when we were twenties. And then there's all this old trauma or collective trauma that is still, re you know, resonating in the field, even if it's not our personal trauma. So I think this can be super, super supportive for all of us. Yeah, I will say that actually, like most of my, well, most of the women that have gone through my courses are in their 40s and up. And I feel like this is because, you know, you guys have money, you have time, you're ready to do the work, you know, there's a lot of reasons why the spiritual community, <laughs> Done, like, care of the little ones for the most part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's, that's great. Awesome. So do you have any last words of wisdom you'd like to share with our audience before we say goodbye? Um, you know, I'm feeling really good. I, I had so much fun, um, hanging out with you on this conversation today. I don't think I've like laughed so much and just had so much fun on a podcast like this. So I'm just really grateful for that. I really enjoyed myself. Uh, and I just wish your community a very happy, whatever weekday it is that you're listening to this. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, we also want to give great gratitude to you, Z. It's, it's wonderful. It's, uh, there's not that many people who are in this, you know, healership space that I've met that are Asian, you know, um, and uh, just so wonderful to see the work that you're doing at the age you're doing it and the wisdom that you have uh, and bring all these, you know, um, amazing teachings uh, to us in this you know, 3D embodied realm. I can see that you and I uh, resonate on many, many, many levels with many, many yeah. things. Um, and that is just wonderful. I'm so grateful for Tasha to have connected us, my beautiful team member. And so we want to thank you, Z, very much for your time, your energy, your love, your dedication to the world. Um, definitely heaven on earth in uh, our lifetime. 
Yes, yes. Um, and thanks all the Light Medicine Community Light Warriors here listening to the show. We'll put all the show notes uh, down below so you can check out Z's beautiful work below. And until next time, lots of love. <laughs> Bye for now, everyone.